0: Om, 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 oh. Honestly, I'm
1: this week we're chatting to one of my favourite people in the yoga world, Emma Henry, the senior Jeeva Mukti yoga teacher who's been teaching yoga since 1998. Uh, she has seriously perfected the craft of teaching her classes are jam-packed and they feature incredible playlists awesome knowledge of the human body from every sense uh, mantra chanting and so much more emma now teaches all over the world but is based in london at Triyoga, uh, and also now teaches of course online and also on the jiva mukti teacher training program uh, enjoy the conversation guys whether you're practicing at home or back in studios, you probably want your own mat and why not choose the best mat? For me, that is a life mat. I've used them forever, it seems. Uh, and with code, The Hustlers, you get 10% off and we get a little kickback. So head to the website, lifeform, and use that code. Honestly, unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, honestly, I'm balanced. Start there.
1: No, right. We're not gonna start. We're not. We're not gonna start there. <laughs> so Emma Henry, right. These are weird times for you and for everyone. Everyone in the wellness industry. This is very weird times, for especially everyone
2: in, for everyone in the entire well, world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not just yoga teachers. No, no. But have you have you had to deal with anything? Not often, not like this pandemic stale, but ha- uh, pandemic level. But have you actually had to? I guess adapt your teaching to any other big thing like this before that's really affected what you do.
2: No, never. To make that jump was um, it was really interesting. It, it had different levels of stress to it, which was interesting when you're trying to teach people to unstress themselves. <laughs> so, like backstage. Ah!
1: I guess on that note, did people? Did you find people came to you f- for that, like to help de stress? Like they wanted your support Did oh, you like okay. stability.
2: So. Actually, not nothing to this level, but I just remember the last recession, whenever, how many squillion years ago that was, yeah. that my um, I got a lot more classes or private students because everyone was stressed.
0: Everyone leans on you.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But this has definitely been in waves because at first, I mean, I'm sure you noticed this in the first uh, three weeks of zooming if you were zooming um it was really busy it was like super busy and then mm. it kind of kept kept a level and then now as as people are losing their jobs and yes. the centers are opening and people are being forced back to work it's getting really quiet so I think we're going into another phase
0: I've had that as well it's a novelty at first almost isn't it when people it's like oh we can do it in our pajamas online this yeah. is great and then yeah. it plateaus and then yeah bye-bye yeah mm. it's it's crazy What do you do to keep yourself sane then through, uh, what are your tools and tricks if you have to be the rock for everyone else? (laughs) (laughs) If we're being honest. (laughs) What kind?
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Um, At the moment, actually, no alcohol. Really? Why? No alcohol. Exactly, because I want to keep a clear head because it's getting quite full up. So I am getting quite stressed. So I just think adding that to it is just going to make me wake up feeling even worse. So I've actually stopped drinking um also because i spent most of lockdown drinking so i'm having a break from it um but um sitting quietly having to sit quietly making sure that noise levels aren't too high around the home Mm -hmm. i'm really appreciating like having no noise around and um just sitting making sure i have a good sit in the morning Yeah. yeah Uh, to set me off for the rest of the day.
0: Do you schedule that in or do you like make a conscious effort to do these things or is it just when you're feeling a little bit... No,
2: I I find that everything falls apart if I have something like an early morning private because I then can't get into my practice after that. I'm a morning person and I need to practice and I guess inspire myself for what I'm teaching for the rest of the day, first thing in the morning. So every now and again, someone might book in early and then I find when I come back from teaching a private then I'll just want toast and then I'll want to do something that's not yoga. And
1: then the day's screwed. So is it, is it meditation and is the silence in the house, is that like a new habit that no. you're cultivating? That's always been there.
2: No, but I'm feeling that it's more essential now mm. than yeah. ever. Yeah. And you've got your cat. Yes, To flash. keep you happy. Oh, yes, he's so absolutely. beautiful. Because, it, I mean, it has been feeling really tough, I'd say, in the last couple of weeks. It feels that shift of everyone going back yeah. to work... A lot of friends I know... Actually, I even heard of a friend last night that's uh, being evicted. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's just a really tough time for people. So I think now... you know, Like, I woke up this morning and I made a coffee and I sat and then I spent time with Flash and then I looked at the weather and I thought it was going to be a nice day today. And then it was just like, you know what? It's okay. Mm. So we have to tell ourselves that, even though we are, I guess, teaching that, that everything's in flux, everything changes um You know, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay actually to feel stressed and unbalanced as yeah. well, right? It makes you normal. It makes you normal, mm. but it's going to be okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think it's just maybe the reality has hit home a lot in the last few weeks for people. Because over the summer, it was kind of nice and bright. Everyone's kind of in the same yeah, boat. The sun
0: helps, isn't it?
1: Whereas yeah. now, you know, there's more cloud, there's more rain. Some people are going back to work and succeeding, some people aren't.
0: Yeah. Mm. Everything
1: I think people are really starting to reevaluate future now. Whereas perhaps two months ago, people were just working out strategies to survive the short term. Yeah.
2: And also you you think, okay, we've got through this lockdown, we're going back back to work and there's some kind of normality in that and then all of a sudden it's like another lockdown mm. seems to be imminent so yeah. then there's this feeling that it's not going to end yeah or we don't know when it's gonna end. And that brings so much uncertainty.
0: And ungrounding as well. Like it feels like the ground's kind of shaky beneath you and everyone's in a kind of limbo phase. You don't know whether you're coming or going and yeah. you can't really plan too far ahead in case, you know, it happens yeah. again, so.
1: Have you found the yoga practice has helped you cope more when stuff has gone to shit mm. a little bit compared to that when the financial crisis, how many years ago was that, was 10 years ago?
0: Over, I think, maybe 15.
1: Yeah so compared to let's say how you cope then to how you're coping now you've been doing yoga obviously for longer
0: good question
2: (laughs) um well definitely in the last however long it is my yoga practice has changed so i would say that the asana practice itself is not of help to me other than to stop me feeling as old as i am (laughs) like like, seriously that's
0: interesting
2: so before i would i guess find I don't know like a a real flow and enjoyment out of it Mm -hmm. and now I feel that my asana practice is about unraveling any kind of physical knots within the system so I can sit or like yeah Mm -hmm. the yoga practice is very different for me now it's I I need the asana practice because if not I literally am in pain Mm um but it I don't Feel like it sorts my head out if anything it's a time for me to beat myself up as like why isn't this not working Mm. why do I feel like this which is a bit of a shame I Mm. don't know if it's just at this present time but I feel that that's what my asana practice does it makes me feel better afterwards Um, but sitting so like if I have a good asana practice I can sit still without pain Mm. Mm. and and then there's no distraction to get to a different state of consciousness
0: I guess the physical asana practice is about helping you to sit in meditation anyway isn't yeah. it is to prepare your body for that yeah yeah
2: I mean there's definitely I don't know there's definitely times where it just feels so good yeah and you yeah you're not thinking about anything but as a teacher I guess as you guys know it's that You're sometimes just doing it to plan a class or, Mm -hmm. you know, for me thinking about inspiration for what I'm going to talk about for class. Mm. So there's an added pressure to it rather than it just being my practice anymore. Mm -hmm. It feels like the asana practice is actually not my practice anymore, Mm. which in some ways is is true of any asana practice, because surely we should be practicing yoga so that we are more centered to not be reactive to others yeah. that we are working on being better people or more mm. beautiful people
1: yeah. you know? wouldn't it be lovely as teachers if we could like press a button and forget that we were yoga teachers for a little yeah. bit I would love that <laughs> I, yeah, and you could actually have I really struggle with that just having an asana practice yeah. where if I'm in a studio I'm not looking around getting neurotic about people's chaturangas yeah. or <laughs> well
2: I, I I tend to have my best sort of like run of asana practice either before Or after a retreat, if I take that time off. So, I sometimes, you know, if we do a long haul retreat, I would go out early and then I'd spend that time just working on like what I'm gonna be doing for the retreat, but getting into a zone with the asana practice. And that's normally when I'm at my like favorite place of of movement. Um, But other than that, when I'm, I guess, when I'm in the schedule at home, it's all about fitting everything in because we're a little bit on hamster wheels in London like mm. trying to yeah. you know fit everything in.
1: Mhm. Did you ever think this would be a career?
2: No. no. You started
0: off as a dancer, right, similar like me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I started off as a dancer and um it was used as a warm up within the dance
0: company that I was in. Oh.
2: And uh, from there I I found it a real challenge so I started going I was living in Brixton at the time. So I started going to the Lido and mm-hmm. it was Nigel Gilderson who, who still t- teaches there, I think. At the Lido? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I uh, love
1: it there. I used to
0: live in Brixton. Yeah,
2: it's really lovely. Mm. Uh, I think it's a bit more like updated now, but at the time it was really stinky carpets and stuff like that. <laughs> Ooh, nice. And I found it such a challenge. So I started you know, like, practicing with him and um, from there I got into Ashtanga and from there i went to mysore a few times and um then i I got asked to teach before i even was qualified i got asked to teach and did you so yeah i did (laughs) and then i thought right i've got to go and get a qualification so who who asked you to teach uh home's place
1: is that a yoga studio
2: no it's virgin active so how did that happen then because it was like way, it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, oh, a, another person put my name forward. Right. So it was so long ago. They didn't really, I guess, check credentials yeah. and stuff like that. So I, they gave me a Sunday class. Oh. I went off to India, did a little bit Got of yoga, training. came
0: back and... um Taught a lot, basically. Yeah. So what did you find challenging about it? If you were a dancer already, what did you find challenging about the yoga? On
2: a physical level, I found things like standing in parallel. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I feel so you.
0: And flexing your feet. Yeah. Yeah. of so no inner <laughs> thigh strength. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Always turned out. Yeah. had no arm strength. <laughs> no, me neither. I, <laughs> so I couldn't do a Chaturanga. <laughs> and I feel like I just fell into it and... And that happens with anything I do. I don't really have, I'm not one of these goal setting people. No, you see. So I just fall into things. Mm. And, um, and and thank goodness I did really, because although there's always ups and downs with any, I guess, career and work, um, I've met the best people through being a yoga teacher. Mm. I mean, I've met so many inspir- inspiring people wow. and um, that have become friends and colleagues and it keeps me inspired and it keeps me practicing. Mm. keeps me interested.
1: Mm. One thing that's like a segue is I wanna, as dancers, both both of you are dancers, and you just said that you're like really resistant to certain things, mm. perhaps like the feet parallel or the lack of arm strength or lack of inner leg strength. Mm. Like I obviously get loads of dance in the class, and I'm like, no, try not to follow the roots of least resistance. But I'm saying that as someone that's not naturally really bendy in any direction.
0: You are bendy, but no, but
1: not naturally bent. No, you not like uh,
0: rubber. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, I developed runner.
1: that. But <laughs> but like, I want to understand. So when you first started, did you? See the need to build inner leg strength and arm strength, or were you kind of resistant to it, thinking I'm a dancer, I just need to do the things that feel nice? Or no,
2: I I just found it challenging, Mm. and so I like a challenge. It was literally that it wasn't like it came easy, Mm. things don't come easy. The strength side of it didn't come easy for me, maybe the flexibility side did. Mm. And actually, as I've got older, I've got a lot tighter, and it's now quite nice to appreciate that feeling as well, yeah. which I never had when I was younger mm. and I had no fear, just like, you know, when your kids in the playground with yoga practice, I would just see something and try it. Mm. And now I have fear, which is quite <sighs> interesting as I've got older and got injured along mm. the way. Yeah. And so now there's a, a fear to it, which is interesting to watch as well. Cause that
0: is part of the yoga practice.
1: Mm.
0: We have, um, mm. what would that be, Abhinavasha
1: a bit of Asia. That that
0: did teaching come quite naturally to you when you started or was it a challenge no it was a challenge yeah, yeah. confidence yeah it was it's
2: just confidence mm. always yeah and um, after a while you realize that that's just ego mm-hmm. and then it drops cuz mm. people want you to teach And that's what I always tell to to newer teachers Mm. when they're like, oh, I shouldn't be up there. I shouldn't be giving a Dharma talk. It's like people really want you to do well.
0: Yeah. No one wants you to trip up and do a rubbish job. And people don't really tend to notice the mistakes that you think you've made either.
2: No, but and also it makes you human. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Human. It makes makes you you human.
2: Um, No, it makes you human. Mm. What was I going to say? But... I guess that you're like coming from a dancing background, you know that Holly's that you love to put pressure on yourself. Oh yeah. So I think it's just, you know, it's just a, yeah, it's going from,
0: because um, dancing is obviously about performance and looking good when you dance. And yeah. yoga is, it's like retraining the body as well as retraining your mind. And
2: I hated that. I <sighs> hated going for dance auditions. Oh. I, I hated that. So competitive
0: and so much ego. And yeah. oh, it's not the one, I wonder is it?
1: if that affects a lot of yoga teachers. Because a lot of yoga teachers have dance backgrounds mm-hmm. and uh, performance backgrounds. And I've never really thought about that. That kind of the idea of the you know, slightly toxic audition process and mm, the competitive yeah. nature of it. And I wonder if that, you know, because I'm, I'm not someone who's ever had that at all and I've just kind of rolled into it. But do you think that affects your teaching or when you first started teaching, your teaching and like it being a little bit competitive perhaps or other people judging you constantly, you that carried over at all? Or do you think you see that today in the kind of modern teachers that mm. have that background?
2: I think now I see it as a helpful tool. I think back then I didn't even think about it, mm. but I think now it's re- it is really helpful to have a clear voice um, to be able to make eye contact to yeah to be confident. I mean, it is a performance being I guess up there mm. teaching. um it does help to have that mm. um, Cause, cause, go on because then because then it's it, it just seems more natural doesn't it yeah mm. like sometimes it's a bit cringeworthy if you go t- to a class and the, you can't the teacher's got a funny voice <laughs> the yoga they voice. don't look you in the eye i I always, look
0: angry yeah. i always find the looking in the eye thing just, uncomfortable. Quite, you just
1: described me there
0: yeah you do <laughs> look quite funny Voice
1: look angry <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: basically adam <laughs> on high volume <laughs> yeah the looking in the eyes i always feel um you know if a teacher looks or if i look at student in the eye while they're doing a warrior two i always i don't know find it a little bit creepy or something i'm like oh i feel like i'm invading them somehow <laughs> yeah but i don't do a warrior two and look people in the eyes
2: i mean yeah. I, when you give a talk
1: because <laughs> I, I don't oh, okay, really like I don't, talks yeah okay. i don't
2: i don't um demonstrate <laughs> or chanting and staring yeah. people in the
1: eyes well no <laughs> doing happy baby just like look over them
2: <laughs> like for instance now zooming you know, looking at a camera, yeah. giving a talk, yeah. it's more. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do that. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: So I f- I do feel sorry for um, teachers. That, I, I feel sorry for teachers that maybe are a little bit older that are not so <laughs> tech savvy. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's so much easier if you're used to, I guess, Instagramming, just talking to a camera. Mm. I mean, I can also see why teachers have. Um, dropped teaching basically at this time Mm. they're getting exhaustion in a totally different way Mm. so I think the performance element of it and having that self-confidence is is well that's what we're trying to create in yoga anyway self-confidence yeah we're trying to be really confident on the path that we are on Mm. and so if you're confident as a teacher people will be inspired by
0: that Mm. there's also times when you when you don't feel confident you fall off the the track a little bit and have your fears and insecurities as well
2: a little wobble
0: a little wobble or a big wobble from time to time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you,
2: but i have think you had long- those um yeah, yeah. yeah i guess um very few yeah. very few now
1: was there any time in the last few years where you've been nervous about teaching
2: Ew. um <laughs> yeah you know i've been doing these uh, i've done a couple of one-off um streams on a friend's platform okay and because it's more tech nervous so i can't see the students which i think when you do facebook live you can't see the students no. either no, can't. so I, i'm just not used to that so set the setting up for this this platform is um union fit Um, it's called liberation lab. So I've done a few of those during lockdown. And the first couple I did, there was always something slightly wrong. Like I was wearing a mic, I was demoing, it kept falling off. Um, the sound was coming in and out. It was too loud. Then it was too quiet. The second one that I did with them, I had to set it up very last minute in my room and i was using a i'm just useless with tripods, <laughs> <laughs> Specifically
1: tripods. Just, i'm really Cursed. bad at that kind
2: of stuff and so i was setting up this tripod trying to get the you know the it, get it right because I wasn't using my webcam. I was using my iPhone. Yeah. And then I realized at the end of the stream, <laughs> this big black knob <laughs> coming into oh. the photo, <laughs> <Huh? laughs> coming, coming, on, coming onto the screen. So there's a whole yoga class with a big black knob in it <laughs> from, from the tripod. I love that. So that, that, that kind of setup, yeah. and then even going back to try yoga, even though we've, I've zoomed all the way through lockdown, going back and playing with new tech speakers getting the, the music right i've i've not it's not nervous but an anxiety is definitely creeping in
1: well, which is it's more variables aren't there that you don't necessarily have all the control over yeah there's so many things to factor it's not just a case of turning up
2: i did you know, the first three weeks of lockdown when i was trying to get the room set up at home <laughs> i think it was like the second class or something I was setting up the lights and I had a glass of water on the table and one of the lights went down and smashed the glass just oh. before I was about to teach and I started crying and I had, <laughs> and I had to cancel the class did it cancel it? I had to cancel we it yeah I was just everyone I like, just can't do this anymore did you say why? I said that there's just been an accident
0: it's people didn't see it yeah people smashed. didn't
2: people see like it it was just like literally your leg or something 10 minutes in before oh bless you so was, that was a point of like i can't take this anymore that was a wobble that was a wobble i oh, think we no. must all
1: have had those at some point uh, like this, with all this lockdown and stuff i've had times where i've been teaching a class with no one there online but just for whatever reason no one's there that day what you just carried on no and then always but i thought it's okay because i'm recording it from my oh, online yeah. platform yeah. yeah and then i uh, teaching it and suddenly i clocked the camera's just gone off oh. the recording oh. just, and you just have the and you're like
0: just those moments just, just why it's disheartening uh, yeah. isn't it yeah yeah
2: it's 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 tough and it's and now to, and now for me anyway i i do vibe on a busy room so mm. i find like i did a class a couple of days ago we Tri yoga and it wasn't so busy and then the mics weren't working yeah. and then i came out of shoreditch and there was no one on the streets and it's normally got a real buzz mm. about it and i just thought oh, i don't know why i'm doing this i don't yeah. know how much patience i have for mm. doing this i do have i have been having a few of those moments
1: mm. recently it's hard to i think w- what we all have to do is to some degree think about what we want the future world to look like yeah and I think a lot of the teachers that are still teaching in studios like us I think you know we want a world where these studios still exist yeah. and people can have these remarkable spaces yeah so I think it's so important that we yeah. Support well it, it is it. And,
2: and I think you know what 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 the start of lockdown did do for a lot of teachers was it, it made stu- studios redundant in some ways you know if, jumping on zoom like the first couple of classes i i had 80 people in class it was like crazy and um then you're thinking well (laughs) what am i giving the studios rent yeah but actually the studios have housed us and they've looked after us so going back Yes, we're not because we're not earning as much money as we were before, but we want them to stay open. Yeah. And with mm. the likes of Yoga Works going down, Yoga Tree in San Fran is just closing its doors now. Mm. It's, you know, it's, um, Yoga Base, is it in Bethnal Green has just closed? Oh, I it. So it's really a, a tough time. And, um, We've just got to stick with it. Yeah, mm. just got to keep. Yeah, just support the studios. And, and I feel extremely supported by dry yoga. So mm. that's, that's mm. got to be reciprocated.
1: Mm. That's lovely. That's lovely. Mm. One thing you said earlier is that you met so many interesting people through yoga. Mm. But what I kind of observed is so many of your friends and stuff do yoga or loose, but have really interesting lives mm. elsewhere. They're doing other stuff. Yeah. And I think that's really healthy to not just be surrounded by people that are just yeah. namaste yeah and you come to class and that's just class it's just everything Mm -hmm. revolves around a yoga class yeah like how have you found that balance i guess that people who you align with but equally people that aren't that are there that might eat meat might do things that you don't typically do
2: oh my god eat
1: meat
2: Uh. um yeah and i've always um surrounded myself with people from the music industry because that's part of my history Mm. and um I've, and I also, I'm an Arsenal supporter, so I have an mm. Arsenal season ticket. And so, a big part of my life is going down, although Piebury Corner, my favorite pie shop, has closed in lockdown. No. I know, it's so mm. sad. Um, would be going down to the pie shop and, you know, having a pint and a pie a and, and a then pint. going to the game. So, I think that's so important. I actually said that to a, a dear friend the other day who's like, you know like in the midst of yoga it's so important to have other things going mm. on um because otherwise you become very boring
0: yeah and mm. yoga is balance isn't it it's not just doing yeah. yoga every day it's balancing out with other things as well like yeah. getting drunk every and, now and, and again. i'm sure
1: so many of your friends have learnt a lot from you in many ways like about let's say veganism or about you know looking after the planet a little bit more and if all you did is connect with yogis and be friends with yogis. You're not spreading the word as a Exactly.
2: It, I think it's, I, I do love a debate as well, because I, I need to learn from other people. I need to learn to communicate. So it refines my communication skills, if I'm challenged in any way, on, on my personal beliefs. But as a teacher, it's really important that I don't proselytize stuff, mm. um, because I find that, you know, when you go to class, you should be doing this. You mm. should be eating this. You know, it's like fuck off. <laughs> oh, politics. When uh, I get
1: put, I've had yeah. to bring politics in. Oh no! No,
0: it's um, no. As long as you're not it's, telling people what to believe, I suppose you can offer opinions and views, but not preaching. I think
2: you know nowadays it's really tough, and so it's got to feel magical. You've got mm. to you've got to hold space of one hour seventy five minutes of something that's not mundane to help people leave the studio or class and look outside and and be more positive on their outlook and see yeah to see the positive in in a situation because we all have that we have that suggestion that we can either ride on the negative or on the positive and so i really feel that it's our job as a a yoga teacher or a spiritual leader or whatever it might be to help people with that Mm. Mm. and there does seem like it seems like a a big cloud is Mm -hmm. over us we say that i mean even at the moment the states oregon's on fire san fran's on fire Mm. did you see the pictures yesterday i I spoke to a friend in san fran last night they're actually their morning and it was just completely orange and covered with dust oh my gosh so it's heavy but it has to be heavy as well because we have to change the way that we are living. Yeah. So this is really important. So if we are deliver, I feel that a yoga teacher's job is to not tell people what to do, but definitely to be, um, an activist Mm. in helping
0: people to wake up Mm. because that's what it's about. Being conscious. It's about waking up. Mm. So it's, um, and you have to see the shadow to wake up, don't you? So it's about yes, positivity but also holding that space for people to drop into the dark stuff as well so that you can wake up. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally.
1: Have you always done the Dharma talk since you started? not there's not that many teachers that do that. I love it. I love do a Dharma it. talk. And I often I try but sometimes struggle. And maybe it's because you're I teach... brilliant. At no, it. you're brilliant. Really you need good to do it. it more. I think maybe it's because I teach so much. I yeah, Like yeah. ten classes, I'm like actually, I just maybe don't have the, me- the mental energy to do it. I yeah. do it more in retreats, perhaps. Yeah, mm. yeah, But like, how do you have you? All... I guess the question is, have you always done it? And no. Then... And then, to... <laughs> maybe we talk a little bit about that and like how you've actually started doing yeah. it. Yeah,
2: so. sure. Um, well, within Jiva Mukti, which is a style that I teach, um, there is a five-minute requirement in an open class to teach a Dharma talk. Oh, Oh, it's part of the Jiva Mukti, right. Yeah. And that could just be a reading or something like this. And going to very inspirational Jiva Mukti teachers, when I first started practicing Jiva Mukti, I was really, it it did, it changed the way that I thought about things. So it was really potent. And then that felt like, you know, the performance pressure of what have I got to say? Who am I to say anything? so i was very nervous about it and i remember very early on in my jiva mukti career as it were um teaching my teacher sharon gannon and david life i've Mm. taught them quite a few times Um, i was teaching a one hour class and i was so (laughs) frightened about the dharma talk (laughs) and i just started learning the harmonium at the time and it was a one hour class and i talked for 20 minutes (gasps) Oh, wow. I just I just I lost it <laughs> and I just had this verbal diarrhea and I could just see Sharon like huffing and puffing oh, like oh. rolling around with a bee in her bonnet at the back of the studio
0: did it go well though the talk or oh, was it terrible oh so they took me out for oh, lunch dear.
2: afterwards and they were like you know that Emma Emma that was a one-hour class and you talked for 20 minutes and um, I was just like oh my goodness I had a rash I got hives as well. I was so nervous about talking. And then I think the shift for me was that I then relied on just reading from passages from books that were inspiring for me. And someone came up to me at the end of a class and said, that was, you know, that was amazing. Mm. Like, that's really helped me. This is what I'm going through. And that kind of gave me the confidence to, again, think people want to hear this. Mm -hmm. And so you become more confident with with those talks. Mm. And then because... I love chanting as well and i have to say talking about you know the asana practice for me now is not where i find my flow Mm -hmm. i'd say chanting if i go to a kirtan if i go to meditation practice this is where i feel that the yoga is energetically Mm -hmm. for me so just to take a teaching from a philosophy like yoga which is you know it's not my culture but for me, it resonates. You know, I was brought up an atheist, but the, the, the philosophy around yoga resonates with me and it helps me to put things into place to how I'm living now in London in this time. It's mm. almost saved me. You know, it's, I don't see it as a religion, but a spirituality mm. and it keeps me, I guess, on a good path. Mm. And so tying in something like the chant and then sharing how that affects me, and then tying that in with the asana practice, and then putting a playlist together that fits mm. all of that. You then have a uh, holistic, a whole experience within a class which has a good beginning, middle, and an end. Mm. And I think that's why it's a very popular practice.
1: Mm. What's your planning process? Because I think that might overwhelm people and they just, like teachers heard yeah. you say, you're planning what you say, you're planning the yeah. sequence, you're planning the music, all of the, like, what, what does that look like, the planning process?
2: Okay, there's a few things. Um, as a Jiva Mukti teacher, we have a focus of the month so that gets published i think maybe like three months ahead and so within that focus there is a suggested chant
1: what could the fact like, what could the focus be like so
2: at the moment i think it's called reconnections okay and it's written by david life and it's about the eight limb path of raja yoga potentially yoga of ashtanga mm. so that's the chant the eight limbs and then it talks about um the say the very first people practicing yoga who didn't have teachers would learn the teachings of yoga, maybe from Bhujangasana, from the snake itself, Mm. from the tree itself. Like where was that inspiration coming from? Mm. And that these limbs are a practice for transformation, transforming us from selfish beings to say other centered beings. Um, so that would be the focus so i know that i have like now many books on my shelves where i can dig in i've like 11 different yoga sutras up there and um so i might then have a look mm. at what might inspire me and i might do a reading from that so at the moment with,
1: i'm with Sean rider <laughs> well, no, that's,
2: that's my partner for
1: <laughs> all the yoga
2: ones are mine and, you know the others aren't so fundamentals of yoga at the moment the, at the moment I'm really into which is Sri Brahmananda Saraswati and that's a a really good book Copy on the balance. on the uh, eight limbs it's mm-hmm. amazing so that might be a start Um, or if I'm listening to a really inspiring podcast that might take me on a journey to talk about something to do with that within a class or like during lockdown, because, you know, we've been streaming a lot, um, news, all of a sudden it did become political. So having a good Mm. old fun rant, you know, not, you know, I say fun rant. I mean, it's just, again, making it
0: light. Yeah not making it heavy. What if you get a topic that you don't personally resonate or want to teach that month? Because I know a lot of teachers teach from, you know, the place that they're currently in. So are they quite, do they let you be flexible with it and adapt as you like to? I would
2: say that in general, I mean, it's a challenge, mm. it, but it's a really good challenge. And I like a challenge. Mm. So for for instance, I remember Sharon had lost her her best friend, and her cat who was her best friend oh. in a very close um, a, a sort of Spark of time and um, She we had to teach about death for three months solidly oh Wow, and that's heavy mm. And then I remember when I first started teaching Jeeva Mukti um, every November for Thanksgiving or giving thanks we would have to talk about Ahinza hinza um, as Jeeva Mukti is well known for being animal rights um, centred. And I found that very difficult because just by talking about that, your your, you have to be careful not to tell people how to eat mm. because it's something that everyone has control of themselves mm. that they do at least three times a day and they can take it personally. Mm. So when I first started teaching Jiva Mukti at a Jiva Mukti center, I would, dread, I would dread November and having those alter altercations with people, literally, um, it got me communicating better. It made me... Um, communicate better for sure mm. but i remember actually i was teaching i had um i used to teach at the life center in islington i had a really busy class there it was really fun i felt very at ease and i could take back to teachings and uh you know yoga philosophy quite deep and people loved it mm. and i just started a job at Triyoga yoga soho I literally it was my first week there and I remember traveling in thinking oh I've got to tone down what I'm teaching I'll change the chant mm-hmm. to fit the focus which is not too Krishna heavy because it was a focus on Krishna and I sat down and I had quite a few people that I know in that class and I had the center manager right in front of me and I started chanting and this woman. And I I I, um, I described the chant, and the very last line of the chant is Chitta Prasadanam, which means an innate serenity of mind. And I said that, and I said Chitta is mind stuff, and Prasad in like a Hindi offering would be blessed food that you would offer to God, and it you know it's like a a a a ritual on on blessing something. And her hand went up, and she said. My God doesn't do that. Is this mid-chant? Like mid-talk. Mid-talk. And I said, please just hold out. This is a really nice um, teaching. Like, listen like you know Mm. try it Mm. you know it's going to be over really quickly (laughs) and again I started talking and her hand went up again and she kept interrupting me to the point where someone else told her to shut up and then someone else got involved and then someone else got involved and then a fight not a physical fight I it's like <laughs> a, fight. Right. a, a fight broke out bolsters yeah. everywhere <laughs> yeah. bolster Jeez. slapping was going on <laughs> blocks were being thrown <laughs> across the studio yeah. and um I remember there was another Jeeva Mukti, in, Jeeva Mukti teacher in class and he came over and said do you want me to remove this woman <laughs> for you I was like no no and so it's it doesn't suit everyone and we are constantly or for me i'm constantly trying to refine the way that i communicate and mostly it doesn't offend people Mm. but i've been teaching now for 18 19 years something like this there has been a couple of letters sent really an email sent saying i didn't agree with what you said And I appreciate that. And I I appreciate watching the emotions that I go through as well with it. Because firstly, I'm mortified if I've upset someone. And then I get angry, you know, defensive. And then I write something back, which is like, thank you for your feedback. I really need that. This is where I was coming from, so on and so forth. So it's quite interesting.
0: You're helping each other in a way, really, aren't you? Because you're challenging them as well.
2: Yeah. And you know what? There's loads of yoga teachers out there. There's loads of styles of yoga. And, you you know, you're not for everyone. And so it's just try it out, see how you feel. And then if you don't like it, go and try someone else. And, you know, we're all allowed to have an off day as well. Mm. That's important to know that that Mm. it's not always going to be
1: good and that's kind of why feedback should be taken I think to some degree with a pinch of salt as well yeah because sometimes Depending it's just someone who. that just doesn't oh. like your style or didn't like what you wear or day. had a bad day yeah. so actually you know, if you're getting the same beef feedback weekly yeah. from different people
2: I don't know where it came from but with Jeeva Muti, we do have a system of we have an apprenticeship system we have an 800 hour training basically mm. and um Kind of going through that and doing that with uh, quite a few teachers, we got for some uh, for some time we got into a real feedback culture at the centre. Mm. And I ju- I used to dread people coming to class. I just think that's so heavy, and it can really limit one's creativity as a teacher to be like that. So I, d- and, I and don't. I think really some, sometimes as well, that.
1: it's up to the studio because normally it's a studio that receives the feedback. Like how much they actually share with the teacher. But I think if if you if you get you know, a few bits of negative feedback over time, like are you also sharing with that teacher all the positive stuff? Mm-hmm. Are you saying to that teacher also, well look, actually you've got these people that have been coming to your class weekly for a year.
2: Yeah. And
1: I think the studio should be, if they're going <laughs> to share every bit of bad feedback, they should balance it out with some good stuff as well.
2: After that incident at Soho, um, firstly, the manager said, thank you for not saying I was the manager. I think you handled it brilliantly. Yeah. And then I let Triyoga know. I said, you know, I, you might get a complaint. This is what's happened. Mm. Um, I seem to offend someone by talking about Prasad, even though I was sat in front of Ganesha, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because the woman had complained that she had a year pass, And then I was like, is no one else talking about yoga? That's yeah. what I couldn't work yeah. out that she'd been going to loads of people's classes yet she was offended by the chanting of, of, of Sanskrit or whatever it was and um <laughs> contacted and said that you know she had she had said something like her god had burnt a stake or <laughs> stuff like that that she it just wasn't she was a very into religion yeah. and it just wasn't her religion so it was quite mad it was quite a mad experience but i felt supported yeah. by the center who knew what i was teaching and i think the descriptions are good for my classes yeah so people kind of know what they're getting i mean we're we're on the same retreat platform reclaim Mm. yourself and now it's very clear now that we've both done online classes that we've recorded that that people can do our class and they know what they're receiving before they come on retreat because people come on retreat and they they you know they can't do a downward dog or something like this and then they spend the whole Mm. time crying
1: and that, that's going kind of, as you say, your classes describe. I think in in Jivamukti, I guess the description of Jivamukti really accurately to kind of describes it. I think with Vinyasa, it's more vague. Mm. But I think that's what's important as teachers to have bios that are that represent how you teach. They're not just yeah. fluffy like this person when you know, went to India and then you still have a background it actually mm. tells a little bit about where you're coming from I think that's really important as teachers we are t- as transparent as possible with what we put out there yeah. so people have a stronger rep- understanding of what we are and even in social media letting your social media actually reflect how you teach so there's not suddenly a disconnect
2: I even for workshops at the start of a workshop will explain what's ahead because the, the thought of doing three hours of not quite knowing what's yeah. happening mm. is is daunting, daunting so yeah. you know I will sort of list what is coming up so that people feel at ease
1: but often the beauty of workshops is I will often say like guys you've read a whole four paragraphs about this workshop you know what you've signed up for we're doing it, and you will but absolutely
0: that, stick to it. Yeah,
1: and, and that's what's quite nice within a class. Yeah, maybe haven't people haven't read your bio, but with the workshop.
0: But
2: you're more anatomical. Yeah, so maybe. you're so for me. It's a very broad. It you know. It could I've be got, many I've things. Like, I've got a workshop this Saturday, and it's I can't quite remember the title, but it's something <laughs> like Hanuman. Uh, Hanuman's hamstrings and his open heart <laughs> it's something like that vague. So it's a vague description yeah. Yeah. and um, it's good that it's vague because I haven't put it together but
1: quite but often
0: I find that people come <laughs> for you and it doesn't matter what you teach or what you do it's the vibe that you bring and people are attracted to that
1: yeah and, and then some people won't be attracted to that and they don't come back you know, but then they don't <laughs> but come then back and the people that are it? like you mm. do come yeah, back Yeah, I used to be a regular of yours every week
2: I know. I remember. Yeah, you, I you used Center. to go to Emma's class every, every week, week. Did yeah. you? Yeah.
1: Until I, I think I made too much noise. Yeah, shh, on, yeah. Every, like, jump, on every I jump and every float, I'd have
2: to tell him off because he, he sounded you? like the
0: Starship Enterprise doors <laughs> he's, opening. He's like that up the stairs as well. You just hear this <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp up I the stairs I in the used to morning. even you
1: sound effects for Warriors.
0: So like, he did. You he sh- did. Generally quite a loud uh,
2: person. No, <laughs> no it's it a high vo- I call him his new name is high volume.
1: <laughs> high volume, <laughs> <A> High
0: volume. <laughs> he, does, <laughs> he doesn't need a mic to
2: even teach no, people in Australia. He
0: said to me the other day, "I just I don't know how to lower my voice. Like I know I'm being loud, but I don't know how." How to to quiet
1: myself? <laughs> Can I ask on, on like a logistical thing? So coming back to all the planning you do for your classes, yeah. like so, it's a, multiple layers of of the talk and the chanting. Like, how long did that take? And the sequencing? Mm,
2: not so long, I don't think. You so- like you've,
1: been, you've been doing it for long enough now, I guess, and it comes yeah. more naturally.
2: I, I say, for instance, if I if we're following something like the focus of the month. Um, I will read it, I will have some ideas, I start jotting it down. And then that alone takes me on another journey into the next week, whatever it might be. Yeah. And then I tend to, um, I, don't, I don't tend to practice Jeeva Mukti Yoga of other people's at the moment. Um, I take a lot of online classes, and that, and in t- totally different styles. Yeah. It might be Ayenga, it might be Ashtanga, it might be Jason, it might be whoever, Annie Carpenter. Um, and then that feeds some kind of theme into the asana. Okay. Um, and then I'll play with that, moving that into a Jiva Mutti sequence.
1: So a few, like an hour, a few hours. I guess it, it's, it's almost like you're, what you're saying is it's, it comes more naturally. It comes from just everything you're doing in your week exactly so uh, uh, yeah I
2: mean but the thing is I'm going to be listening to podcasts all week because that's what I like doing mm. I I like reading Pema Chodron so I'm doing that anyway and that will bring inspiration I like you know s- sadly studying things like the yoga sutra so that will bring inspiration mm.
0: Mm. so you said that you are not a big goal person I'm the same so yeah what do you see coming up in the future for yourself? Or do you not really, do you just kind of let life carry you along and you just, or do you do you have an idea of where you kind of want <laughs> well, to go? What, with... what's,
1: what's wealth for you now going forward, Okay, I guess. let's go with that. Well, no, all that, their goals yeah. and wealth and what you're looking for. Well,
2: that's, that's like a really fat question. <laughs> um, Take your time. Hmm, let me have a think. I think what I would like to do, which is similar to what you have done is to, to build some kind of online platform. Mm. I would like to do that. I've recorded all of the classes through lockdown and I like a lot of the material and I'd like to play with that. Mm. So to put a platform together would be a nice thing to do. So I am not quite working so much physically in the flesh, Mm. I guess. Um, And I I guess I normally wouldn't work as much as I'm doing at the moment because I'd be doing retreats, which have stopped. So I feel like I'm working a little bit too much. Yeah. So I'd like to stop that. Um, what else?
1: CC's I'd like to learn London.
2: something else. I definitely would like, I was thinking I'd like to do a gardening course. New a really, hobby. Mm. Yeah, a new hobby or a new career. Oh. Who knows? You know, I'd like to do something else. So yeah. I think, you know, I was thinking
0: about gardening that popped up. Me in lockdown for time, isn't it, for people to start thinking about new new mm. ventures, new yeah. chapters?
1: Yeah, and it's always it's nice to like. I always recommend to new teachers like I, I, for years, don't quit the thing you're already doing. If you can do two things oh, and yeah. it kind of supports, like obviously it doesn't work. Like if if in certain, like, you can't be a lawyer really and a yoga teacher necessarily. No. You yeah. can, but you we, kind of push we it, but teach
2: that on our trainings, we we def- don't quit because I see that. I mean, especially now, like younger teachers who don't have a following that have who are now struggling to teach online a lot of studios are having to let people go that don't have so-called big names or a following Mm. it's really tough Mm. it's and and everyone's doing a yoga teacher training so there's so many teachers now Mm. um it's it does feel a little bit oversaturated and now
0: there's not enough work so it's difficult Mm. yeah and people are still doing the online trainings aren't they so I wonder
1: why. Yeah. I I, well, I always say to people: only do a training if really if it's because you want to enhance your knowledge. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people do it for that reason. Yeah, and then and then if you decide you like teaching and or and or even any good at it, then maybe it becomes more. Well,
2: I see that in in the teacher training trainings as well. Is that some people they're just naturals. Yeah, they just again it's self confidence. They are just so natural with it and have so much to give. And actually on the Jivamukti trainings, we have some really interesting people come through those trainings, um, activists, which are unbelievable. So that's I think that's amazing about teacher training so that if you have got people coming through that can change the mind of other people, can help them live better. Mm that's mm. amazing and then there's some people they just they're just awkward with it and you just think oh my god you've spent so much money on a training and it's, <laughs> it's just not for you yeah. you know mm. it's just not not for you I mean, it sounds quite harsh
1: doesn't but it's it? good to you know, you know, know. The, the, the gaining of knowledge is good but i think they don't have the skills necessarily to be a, a teacher to some Maybe different. you know
2: what we teach on on the training is um one of the things that we teach is what krishna macharia says makes a good teacher what's that and one of them is a sincere liking of other people
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. adam's out then
2: <laughs> you know just to have the ability to not like you're sniffing poo while
0: teaching <laughs> you know like have that upturned nose like oh all oh, the beautiful cats just entered the what room empathy
1: I think maybe that, like, in an empathy for other people. Yeah. Rather than just liking. Mm. I don't like people always, but I have empathy for yeah, people. Yeah, you do. Actually, that's but, a good way to but describe it. I think you. a good thing is you need to be able to see is Flash? where is Flash, the most beautiful <gasps> Bengal cat who oh, just walked in. That's very normal. Emma, we're going to do some quick fire questions now. Oh,
2: no, but I will answer them slowly. That's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. That's
1: fine. <laughs> Slow fire. So, of this bookshelf or off this bookshelf, any books you would give to someone that aren't explicitly yoga-related but that have offered you some inspiration that you would gift if you could to someone? Yeah. It can uh, be off the bookshelf. It can be somewhere uh, d- else.
2: Does it? Um, oh, I tell you what I've just read. Although it did make me feel really depressed.
1: Oh, perfect. <laughs> <just what> <laughs> Here we
0: go. Listen up.
2: A Little Life. Have He's, you read no. that? was that? Oh, I can't remember the author's name. A Little, lo- a a little fiction, Life. Fiction, non-fiction? Fiction. But I d- did, a, so during lockdown... Um I read a lot more which was really good yeah. and I did a lot of like Richard and Judy's book club. Books. <laughs> did uh, you? Oh yeah. But A Little Life is um is is a very sad beautiful book. About so It's about um a group of friends that were uh, it's the spanning of their lifetime sort of growing up in New York. One of them was severely abused so it's mainly around him. Um and the relationships and care that they have for one another—it's mm. it, it, it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's I, need, heavy. I need
0: a new book. I might read that then. It's a amazing.
2: It's quite a big book, yeah. but it's amazing. Okay. And then there's a book up here. Can like, I this, this microphone? Already? Yeah.
0: Go for it. Stretch this, it out. We have a little black book. This illusions. Mm. Ooh. I like the title. Richard buck
1: Okay. Richard, but what is this one?
2: Illusions. So that's a nice little book about a pilot.
1: Oh, it's all like nice. So this is less depressing, hopefully.
2: Yeah, that's one of those kind of like there we go, spiritual awakening ad. kind of books. Oh, I like the one. back
1: of it. Here is a test to find whether your mission on Earth is finished. If you're alive, it isn't. I like don, that. Don, don, you are turned highly okay.
0: What advice would you give to a new teacher who's just become a new teacher during lockdown? record your classes
2: and take them perfect because you will find out what doesn't feel good like if you're doing 13 things on one side <sighs> or if you keep saying
0: so <laughs> or some, um, um <laughs> uh, okay those kind of advice. things thank you
1: right any little quote you love motto quote
2: don't fucking serious your life
1: don't fucking serious your life Perfect
2: Serious
0: your life Yeah oh, I like
1: that Don't yeah. fucking serious your life Don't fucking
0: serious your life Oh I haven't got one in my head I've got one then Go on then you go, you go. Well this is your one
1: Holly It's a Holly standard one Current favourite sweet t- treat Oh that's because we're looking <laughs> at them I think that might be an answer
0: <laughs> Mochi balls.
2: Mochi balls Mochi balls Vegan mochi balls oh God, From the Chinese so supermarket
0: We've just been eating lots of mochi balls We're mochied so out mm.
2: And mochi ice cream Oh
0: I go them. Mm, so right. on that note,
1: we're going to get to my screen. Emma, what, what should we tell people about where to find you?
2: Um, you can find me at yogaflow.co.uk. You can take mine and Adam's classes on Udaya. <laughs> um, you can Zoom um, in at Try Yoga on my own platform. Um, you can come on retreat with me at reclaimyourself.co.uk. got many retreats coming up. Um, and that's about in, it instagram instagram emma Jeeva. perfect emma look, henry yoga on facebook
1: and which retreats what's the next retreat
2: so i have a retreat in scotland in a couple of weeks i was looking at that one i had know, my it, eye yeah, on that because of lockdown there's been a lot of cancellations and then rebooking so it's that one's constantly in flux mm-hmm. so i think we might have one space left on it and then i have a digital detox at oh i can't say <laughs> cut that tea out. Okay. <laughs> we have a digital detox at a Bedfordshire location.
1: <laughs>
2: right. um, and then I have, if we can if we can do it, uh, a Sweden Lapland <gasps> tree hotel oh. or Finland Lapland uh, coming up as well. I've had to bump bump Japan to next year. Mm. Yeah. Um Svalbard is next year. I can't remember what else I have, and that's
1: coming up next year. <laughs> enough <laughs> to yeah. keep you occupied. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank
2: you, Emma. Anna. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honestly,
1: unbalanced.